0: Folks, I'm not sure exactly what the weather is where you're at, but today where we're at, it is a nice 61 degrees outside. The sun is shining and it's beautiful day and God is good and we are here at the Red River Rising. So glad that you guys joined in and tuned in with us today. Uh, I'm Pastor Mike, along with the uh, author and friend of mine, Rick Salcedo, and uh, Rick has come up with a great lesson plan. We've been going over, and uh, we've only got a few more parts left in this, and we're going to wrap up this series, Rick. And and at first, I want to thank everybody for for hanging with us during all this because yeah. we know it wasn't a small feat if you've been listening all the way through. Yeah. but we want to thank you. We we, we hope that uh, you've got something out of this. And like I said, we've only got a few more, but but Rick, good. To to have you back today my friend and why don't you get us started
1: okay well we left off last time with um god and job having a conversation and basically god was uh showing job how puny man was not only compared to god but compared to other creatures in nature you know he talked about the leviathan and the behemoth and you know compared to those two job was just a, a puny creature okay you know. Yes, we are created in the image of God, which, you know, is above the creatures, but, you know, if, if I were to arm wrestle the behemoth, <laughs> right. I'd lose, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know, God was dealing with Job's uppity self-righteous attitude, uh-huh. you know, cause Job was saying, you know, God afflicted me without cause. I don't deserve this. But he's God. What can I do about it? You right. know, if I could do something about it, I would put God in his, God in his place. Yeah. You know, and um, and so, you know, God first sent uh a, a messenger, Elihu, mm-hmm. to to talk to Job and then God talked to him directly himself. Right. And if we remember way back in the beginning of the book, you know, Satan tried to get God to afflict Job and God said he hasn't done anything wrong. I'm not right. going to do it. Um, but when Job finally does do something wrong, guess what? Right. God still didn't afflict him. God's response was, and 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 he says this, I think in the in the book of Isaiah, "Come, let us reason together." Yeah. So God, you know, sends his messenger, and God shows up himself, and he's reasoning with Job. That's right. You know, look, Job, I created the earth, the foundations of the earth, the foundations of the oceans. Do you have a clue how that was done? Right. So he shows Job, you know. How puny in all creation that Job is, yeah. you know, kind of puts it in the right perspective, you know, comparing him to God and comparing him to other creatures, and 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 so th- then we get into Job's response to all this.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're going to start off in Job uh, forty-two, three, and it reads: "Therefore, I have uttered." This is Job speaking. So Job's responding to God and he says, therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. So here Job is confessing, right. I misspoke. I said things about God that weren't true. And I simply just didn't understand. And I, basically he was saying, I don't know what I, I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. And how many of us have, have run our mouths when we really didn't know what we were talking about? More than once. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so here Job is confessing that he misspoke about God. Um, So he's confessing and that's important. That's one of the steps to to forgiveness is confessing your sin. That's right. Um, Now, there's a verse I want to caution people about who you confess your sin to. You know, all your sins you should confess to God. Right. You know, You and God. Everybody should have a special relationship with God. There are things that only a person should tell God. Now
0: now you're talking. And nobody else. That's right.
1: All right. Because um, people you might think are your friends, you confide in them, and they'll use it against you. Well, they're human, too. Right. Right. Exactly. You know.
0: They change their uh, view on you or opinion of you, too.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But God is, you know, God is always loyal. He is forever loyal, and you can trust God. Um and I say that because there's a verse that says confess your sins to one another. Right. And and I don't want people to, you know, suffer grief because they went to a fellow churchgoer and confessed all their sins. Right. Next thing you know, they didn't realize this guy struggles with gossip. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so now everybody knows, you know. Yeah. Or or some, you know, that person uses it against them. Yeah. Down the road. Right. Yeah. You know, I think what that verse was saying is, you know, if if I sinned against you, Mike, that's right. I should come to you and confess and confess it and ask for your forgiveness. I would agree with that. So that's where I think that verse, you know, comes into play. Yeah. But I don't think it's a blanket, you know, confess your sins and every terrible thing you've done to people because you know, one thing they'll they may not you know, not only will they could they use it against you, but they might not forgive you. Well let me ask you something, you know, what would be the premise
0: to doing that? Well, I mean, really, truly, right? Because God knows you, you, you confess to God, you talk to God about it. But if you told somebody everything that had nothing to do with them Mm -hmm. whatsoever, what would be the biblical application of benefit from it? Yeah. None whatsoever.
1: None other than some kind of phony humility. That's right. Or ill-advised trust in, you know, your, your fellow person.
0: You know, the Bible tells us not to forsake the semblance together and and the reason being is because we're supposed to also get to know each other yeah you know um and so I should know by relationship build with you, Rick, not, yeah. not because you tell me, but I should know your strengths and weaknesses because we're brothers in Christ. Yeah. And as we're developing a relationship, I may know Rick, uh, Rick's got a, a, a problem with, um, drinking too much water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Rick doesn't have many problems. So, so anyway, so that I'm, that I'm, but yeah. well, you know what I mean? So I know I, what you I, mean. So yeah. therefore I shouldn't be, you know, tempting Rick by putting out a gallon of water every right. day for him, right? <laughs> But, but not because Rick comes to me and says, I want you to know I splurged on water yesterday and I drank five gallons. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not how it should be. So, yeah. when it, I agree with you. When it talks about confessing your sins, it's really about your trespass against them. Right. I, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Now, there are those occasions where you have a trusted mentor, mm-hmm. where you can confide in them. But, you know, those are few and far between. Well. Those aren't just your average uh, mm-hmm. fellow churchgoers. And I would recommend you
0: read a book called God's Armor Bearer. Mm-hmm. And that book really goes into depth about um about a mentor and what that's really like to to when you find somebody like that, to, that it's a mutual relationship. And you notice, mm-hmm. again, it's a relationship. Yeah, it's not an encounter. It's not a meeting. It's not a contractual agreement. It's a it's something that's built over time to where you have that trust in them and that uh they also hold you accountable, not hold you to the fire. Yeah. They hold you to accountable. There's a big difference. Right. You know, one's yeah. condemning, one's not. But anyway, yeah. alright. So,
1: yeah. so here the first step towards, uh, uh, being forgiven is Job confesses what he, what he, that he misspoke about God. Okay. And then in, um, chapter 42 verse six, it says, therefore I abhor I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Re- so Job is, uh, repenting. So he confesses and yeah. he repents. Sure. And the repentance is important for forgiveness. Absolutely. I think in this day and age, we just predominantly want to say, I'm sorry, but we don't want to change our behavior. Yeah. And I heard a, a pastor preach a message once that's, that w- was titled, "Sorry's not good enough. You know, you can say sorry all you want, but if you have no intentions of repenting, right. um, then... You're not going to get forgiveness because if you do a, a, if you study verses on repentance, if you just do a search for, you know, Bible verses on repentance and you read all that, you'll see that repentance and forgiveness and achieving salvation all go hand in hand. Um, so you can't just say, you know, every time you mess up, just say you're sorry and and the Bible says you have to forgive me and, and you continue on in your sinful ways. You know, there has to be a changed behavior.
0: And I think the repentance piece, and I want to clarify a little bit on that too, uh, repentance does go hand in hand with change, as you just made uh, mention of, but it's not like you're going to see all that change, but it is the intent and the desire to truly change,
1: mm-hmm. right? So. Might take a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about growing in the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is peace, love, joy, so on and these other. It's not instantaneous mm-hmm. that these things happen, you know, so you, you walk these out. It's the same way. So when you have been one way for <laughs> this time and then you confess and then you repent and now sometimes it does happen instantaneous overnight God could change you like that and the holy spirit can yeah there's other things that don't yeah and so but your heart's desire is to not do that anymore right so you really try and and work at it for that and ask the holy spirit to teach you in that so I just want to clarify that too, because some mm-hmm. people say, well, if you, if you haven't changed then you haven't repented, well, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. I repent more than once. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I really want
1: this to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes there's strongholds. That's right. That oh, that's we good. have good allowed word. to build word. up in our lives. Yeah. And it takes a while to bring down a stronghold. Absolutely. Um, but like you said, there, you know, there's a difference. If your attitude is one that I know this is wrong and I'm trying to not do it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I have moments of weakness and I mess up, Mm -hmm. but I'm just gonna, you know, get up, brush myself off and keep trying, Yeah. you know, and I really hate it when I fail. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a different attitude than one that says, well, I know it's wrong, but I like doing it Yeah. and I'm just going to keep doing it. And every time I get caught, I'll just say, I'm sorry,
0: you know? Now, and sometimes, you know, this kind of, you talked about the confession. Now, there have been instances where, um well, I, I smoked for many, many years, right? And so, uh, I, not that this is a, I'm not saying smoking is a sin and you're going to, to <laughs> hell or nothing like that because you smoke cig- cigarettes. Please don't take me that way. But when I made a decision to quit smoking, I really wanted to change that behavior. Mm-hmm. So, what I would have to do is, is if I got around somebody who smoked, now I had to confess to them, this is a weakness of mine. Right. For a long time I had to say, you know, I just quit smoking. And then I had to say, so I hope you don't mind. I can't be around you when you smoke, you know, or, or something. So Mm -hmm. there was a proper time when I confessed my weakness Mm -hmm. to that individual and then let them know that my repentant piece is I'm not going to sit here and light up a cigarette with you. So I'm going to withdraw from the situation. So there are circumstances like that where a confession is good to have, Mm -hmm. you know, in in a line of repentance. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, so we see here a pattern of confession and then repentance, because if, if all you ever do is say you're sorry, but you don't really change your behavior, yeah. you know, if you think no matter what I do, I'm saved, then yeah. it kind of cheapens what Jesus did at Calvary. Yeah, you're right. It, it takes that opportunity to be washed of the guilt of your sins, mm-hmm. um and it turns it into a license to live a sinful lifestyle, yeah. which isn't what God did. That's no. not the new covenant. That's
0: right. And Paul talks about that extensively, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Job here, he confesses and he repents. And then we see um, in Job chapter 42, verse 7, it goes on to say, And so it was, after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Because remember, those three misspoke about God, too. Mm -hmm. They accused God of afflicting Job. And it wasn't God, it was Satan. Right. So, you know, they misspoke too. Job was the only one that confessed and repented. The other, the other three just sat there, you know, maybe if we're quiet, nobody will notice us and we won't have to admit we were wrong. You know, so there was a pride thing going on here. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't fool God. God knows everything. And so he spoke out to those three. He said, I'm angry at you guys because, you know, you sin too and you, and you haven't confessed it. Okay, um, so then he goes, God goes on to say in verse 8, Now therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Okay, so Job admitted, you know, I was wrong about God. Right. So everything I said about God, you know, is not true. Well, those three didn't. And so God was angry at them. So because they didn't confess and repent, they had to do an animal sacrifice Mm -hmm. to pay for that sin. Because, you know, there's always negative consequences for sin. Right. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's right. So unless the the wrath of God would kill them, they had to sacrifice an animal in their place. You know, you know because they weren't wise like job they weren't humble like job mm-hmm. you know i'd rather go the the confess to god and repent route right. than have to kill an animal you know <laughs> for something i did wrong right. um but but these three didn't so they had to do an animal sacrifice and notice here that it was only a moment after job confessed and repented that god used him as a priest to intercede on behalf of his friends you know sacrifice these animals and my servant Job will pray for you so that's how instantaneous god's forgiveness is absolutely you know absolutely. It, w- it wasn't okay job you're you're off to a good start i'm going to put you on 60 day probation and if you don't misspeak right. <laughs> about me again then i'll forgive you yeah you know you know god knew job's confession and repentance was sincere yeah and and he did and he forgave him right then and there and right then and there he he was restored to right standing yes, in the indeed. eyes of God good God to where God used him as a priest to intercede on behalf of his friends and in in one John uh verses one through or chapter one verse nine, it says, "If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness yes indeed, and we see this played out in that in that scene there in job,
0: yeah, this is like yeah.
1: And um, so the the scenario goes on and it, and it continues and, and there's a lot more that we can glean from it. But if you want to find that out, you're going to have to check in with us next time because that's all we got for today. So until we see you next time, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen.